Good evening. It's Friday the 7th of September and this is the Friday Facebook review. I'm going to go back to the 1st of September because I can't be bothered going back any further. Um, and my comment is a link to a post about the Ronan Coup, Ronan Farrow um, event at Melbourne Writers Festival. And the quote is, this idea that misconduct by victims also invalidates an entire conversation about sexual assault and harassment is not one I take particularly seriously, he added. It was a straw man argument that every time a woman did something wrong, it invalidated serious criminal charges against powerful men. Um, I've been struggling with how I feel and what I know about all sorts of different things, including the Asia Argento case, again, Jimmy Bennett's um allegations against Asia Argento, um, the allegations that were made against Jeffrey Rush. The, um, there was a horrible face uh, thing in The Guardian today about the young lady who had been seduced at like 18, 16 by J.D. Salinger when he was like 53 and how she, w she was being referred to as a predator. I was like, what, what kind of fucked up universe is she the predator? Anyway, I would have really liked to have got to that Ronan Farrow thing. That would have been awesome. Um, I didn't, but okay. So uh, there's a fantastic uh, link on intomore.com about Gillian Anderson's new fashion line for power bitches only. And the the um, commentary along the line, um, the, the garments are beautiful. The, the choices of fabrics are really nice. The colours are great. But the, uh, the sort of the commentary that the blog poster or the catalogue, the garments itself comes with. <laughs> so this is a quote. This midnight jumper isn't called the boyfriend jumper because it looks like something a man would wear. It's called the boyfriend jumper because Gillian Anderson ate your boyfriend. <laughs> That's really funny. They did the first. This is the classic thing of the videos playing. Um, a video which I can't stop watching, which is about Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais's commentary on dog jobs. And my favourite bit is where he goes, um, Labradors, and they go, yeah? <laughs> His imitations of dog personalities is my favourite aspect of the of this particular bit. But it's actually kind of hard to Google. You can probably hear a little bit of it if I if I scroll up. Let's see if that works. Ready? Two billion years by themselves, evolution and all that. And then we... Yeah. So you can hear it, but I'm not going to get into a copyright issue by playing more than a couple of seconds of it. On the pet theme, um, you may know that I uh, experienced the loss of a, uh, of a much-loved pet and um, decided to commemorate his time with us in the form of a portrait after a friend of mine who knows an artist posted on his Facebook, if you want pictures um, done of your family pet, uh, you should contact this lady. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that because I really, really miss my cat. I loved my cat, Jing. He he was only with us with less for a, less than a year. And he was a really, uh, he had a lot of personality and he was absolutely beautiful. And um, the choice that I made to send $75 through PayPal and two photos through email to Lekka Studio to Kel who did a portrait of um, our sushi cat. I picked a picture that um, really sort of spoke spoke of his personality and what a fun cat he was. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, um, 
I don't really know how to post it because it was kind of posted in items for sale. But if you're interested in getting a picture like our beautiful sushi cat done of your beloved pet, um, Lekker Studio, L-E-K-K-E-R Studio, will find her on Etsy and Instagram. And really, it's just a totally unregrettable $75. I went to Ikea and got a little frame for it and um, it's beautiful and it's sort of making the whole house feel like, okay, it sucked that you passed away so soon but you were always part of our family history so yeah I think I'm gonna cry if I talk about him too much so yeah I also would really like to get a portrait done of our cat who is still with us the beautiful fluffy tortie um, because she deserves a portrait too and I will get around to that okay um I I posted the Lena and Woodley interview that I did back in the early 2000s up to my SoundCloud at the Paris End, um, SoundCloud slash the Paris End or whatever I am, which I should get better at linking to, uh, partly because it's an interview that I really love um, and they were really lovely people and when I listen back to it, I can hear how much fun it was and how sweet they were and how... Yeah, what just what a really enjoyable experience interviewing them was. So it's only had a couple of listens on SoundCloud so far, but if you like Lena and Woodley, um, it's, it's a really sweet – they were really sweet and um, they play a few songs and they do a bit of banter and they were promoting a show that obviously is years ago. You, you can't get tickets to Bruiser at the Royalty <laughs> anymore. That was from an Adelaide Fringe from a very long time ago, but the interview is um, – is, is up on SoundCloud and yeah, I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of it. I love that interview and I would really like to give a copy to them directly, but because they're famous and I'm not, I can't contact them to say, Hey, would you like a copy? So I'm just going to put it up. And if they start contacting me and saying, take it down, I'll be like, Hey, do you want a copy? <laughs> okay. I listened back to an old cheese cast of mine and I found a, a moment where I say the dumbest thing was giving Peter Dutton that super ministry. And, um, yeah, that was in May 2000, uh, early this year, and I was like, wow, I called it. And where was he? That was the thing that really freaked me out. There was a couple of months where you just he just dropped off the radar, and now I think he was, you know, concocting this plan. I mean, it makes sense. That's what he was doing in the background was concocting this plan to take over the world, which didn't work. But, you know, I was like, where is Peter Dutton? Where is he? He hasn't said anything for months. Nobody's seen him. It was like he was being hidden around the Section 44 stuff, but that doesn't make sense. Why was he being hidden? Maybe it was Nauru. I don't know. It, he just seemed to be totally off the radar for a while. And uh, in the wake of the leadership spill, it didn't really spill very far. Um, it's not a lot of wonder where he, what he was up to. Okay, we had Father's Day. And um, my most recent post, I've, I've just put it up just now. So I've got to scroll through. <laughs> I post so much stuff on Facebook, but... I'll scroll back through and I've just put up a picture of my my beloved brother and um, his two kids and he's sitting cross-legged on the floor in front of a blackboard wearing a Stormtrooper helmet, a Star Wars t-shirt, trackies, not even jeans, trackies and runners and he's got his two little boys and they just are smiling up at him and it's just, it really, I find it so touching and so funny and so sweet. And I really think that my brother 
has totally nailed fatherhood and he has so much of my respect for that reason and um, I'm really proud of him and I'm extremely proud of him when I look at this photo of him in his stormtrooper mask with his boys sitting on the floor like he's not airs and graces he's he's the opposite taught don't play with that whatever it is you're just gonna make noise you don't need to be making Tordy's playing with something for no good reason at my feet um okay so I've got to go back a little bit further now um I hope that I that I don't ever fall into the habit of thinking that I know what the answer is that I know what the solution is that I have the final answer and I'm not going to listen to any more argument. Like I've been sort of participating in the comments about Jermaine Greer and the Writers' Festival, partly because I find Jermaine Greer's recent comments so freaking exhausting. You know, it's like every time she's involved in a panel or participating in something, it just seems like she's not fucking helping. She's really kind of doing so much more damage than good and it, it just sort of... It just sort of frustrates me, I suppose, that she gets this free pass onto all of these panels and programs because she's Australia's most famous feminist. But it's like when Australia's most famous feminist isn't really helping the conversation move forward, it just, just sort of begs the question, um, why is she being quoted? Why is she being sought out for her opinion at all? And I haven't read the full essay on rape. I haven't. But I did stop and read the full essay about Steve Irwin and all I can say is it wasn't particularly well written. She makes a whole bunch of statements and then refers to the statements as though they had been made by somebody else and it's just not really a very good piece of writing. And, yeah, okay, she's got a few points about don't interfere with animals and let them just live their lives, but she doesn't seem able to just relax and make her make her argument calmly and rationally. She gets hyperbolic and... She, she overplays her hand and I think it does her argument a disservice. And so I stand by my previous comments about, you know, it's not, not terribly useful to the, the argument and the discussion moving forward if you're going to keep bludgeoning your listener with a fairly large and um, blunt instrument. So uh, let's see. Oh, Ilbidgery Theatre Company is doing Black Rights, an artist development program that will empower First Nation First Nation artists to share their story through theatre. Ilbidgery were the people who did that fantastic play about the Corandirk story, the Corandirk station up at Hillsville. Um, we went to see the production with um, Uncle Jack Charles at Northcote Town Hall, I think it was on. Tordy's just decided to play with something noisy for right near where I'm recording. And this is just classic. It's like having another kid. Tordy, go away. Love you, but go away. Stop it. Good. Okay. So, uh, Ilbidri are doing Black Rights. First Nations artists share stories through theatre. If you want to learn more, go to ilbidri.com.au, which is I L. B-I-J-E-R-R-I dot com dot A-U and find out more if you want. Um, Women Without Religion posted a really lovely piece about Mattel's new Barbie, which honours um, a NASA mathematician, Catherine John. This is when Facebook becomes a bit of a pain because that's the link to an external source. Catherine Johnson, there we go, the NASA mathematician, and she would have been 
one of the characters uh, that that film was based on. I didn't get to see it. It had Viola Davis in it and stuff. Apparently it was pretty good. Not awesome, but pretty good. And um, I would really like to have that Barbie. I quite like collectible things like that. There was a good quote about your Facebook friends who post inspirational quotes which don't make any sense. Uh, the quote is, those who were unable to detect the bullshit and rated the pseudo-profound as actually profound were less were determined to be lower in intelligence, less likely to engage in reflective thinking and more likely to hold conspiratorial and paranormal beliefs. Um, that reminds me actually of that amazing thing where they got the bot, the AI bot to write um, motivational things. Uh, that's pretty funny. I, I don't know if that was Botnik Studios, but that's the kind of thing they would do, so it's quite possible that it was then. That was a while ago. I'd have to I'd have to dig back through my Facebook and find out who that was. There was a great thing in The Guardian on the 3rd of September about the um, exploitation of young people interning or working in the fashion industry and um, about how they get paid in shoes or clothes vouchers and they really are living hand-to-mouth existences while they're working in these really prestigious luxurious fashion houses and my comment my my quote when I posted the link was exploitation just a glossy version pretty uh happy to stick with that okay um microwave weapons suspected in U.S. embassy ailments this is in the Guardian as well uh the victims reported hearing intense high-pitched sounds in their hotel rooms or homes followed by symptoms that included nausea, severe headaches, fatigue, dizziness, sleep problems, and hearing loss. My comment is just okay, so this is terrifying. Um, but that's been coming up for a while in places like Cuba, um, where there are American embassies, but some complicated politics going on sort of at the super level. And um, there's been these rumours about microwave attacks, microwave sound attacks on the embassies, uh, for a while now, and the Guardian report basically sort of indicates that, to the best of their knowledge, this is what's happening. So, in the eras of nerve agents and microwave attacks, it's pretty scary. Okay, there's been a call for hybrid permanent casual workers after a landmark, landmark court case. Um... Yeah, that's uh, that's a really interesting one. They're saying that this low wage growth period that we've been in has also been a period of the lowest total number of industrial um, action. And industrial action is basically when your union gets together and decides that it's time to strike for better conditions or pay or whatever. And um, the argument is that when the industrial action is low, progress on behalf of workers is also low. And I suppose that's what they're saying when they're saying that it uh, runs parallel with the low wage growth. Okay. Nauru is uh, rapidly descending into a, com a real morass of, of problems, and I guess that exacerbates some of the problems that they were having that they were hoping to alleviate with the uh, injection of Australian aid cash to absolve Australia of their international responsibility for protecting the right of refugees. Um, so when Australia made the deal with Nauru to host our hideous human rights breaching human rights, <laughs> sorry, our um, detention centres on places like Nauru, we made deals with the government there that we would basically fund things like roads and schools and whatever. So we would front up the cash and they would take the heat 
or and there was a really really interesting part of that article which talked about how expensive it is to get a visa to visit Nauru how it's become prohibitively expensive to actually access Nauru and um, that having made this Faustian pact with Australia what's going to happen when the refugee centres close because I mean the Papua New Guinean constitution Constitution, the High Court of Papua New Guinea or whatever it was, um, decided that the uh, the refugee settlements were actually unconstitutional and they couldn't support them and so they had to close and that's when it became like, oh, no, look, they've resettled. It, it's, not a, it's not a detention centre at all. They've all resettled voluntarily and it's all like just total blame shifting and, of course, nothing's changed. But the quote that I went with was, Australia's moral authority as a champion of robust democracy and good governance in the region is taking a battering. By turning a blind eye to the disintegrating rule of law and flagging democracy in Nauru, Australia has abandoned the role of role model. Okay. Uh, our financial system only works for the 1%. It will take another crash to fix it. Their rap sheet is one that would put an ordinary confidence trickster to shame. Seriously, this Royal Commission into the banks is so illuminating and so awful. Like we all knew, a lot of people knew that this was happening. You know, you get good people defaulting on mortgages, being sold unsupportable financial products, um, the superannuation system being rorted by people who felt like no one was ever going to catch them doing it. And uh, the fact that anybody suggested that we didn't need a Royal Commission into the banks it's looking pretty dodgy now, considering how much muck they rake every day in that in that um, royal commission. Uh, that was just an article in the Guardian about that. Another one about China's little lost emperors: how the one-child policy will haunt the country for decades. That's tragic. That story. The quote that I've used is: um, "Many are still haunted by memories, including an official who described how he chased a woman neck deep into a ponded into a pond." where she pleaded in vain to save her pregnancy. And everything that you need to know about that story is in that phrase, pleaded in vain. This is heartbreaking, that one. Okay. Uh, a liberal statesman calls for donations reform as reports highlights millions gifted anonymously. There's a fan, There was a fantastic viral thread, notes and never discussed discussed symptom of depression it was the impossible task and I really felt that because there are times when I feel like I can't make a phone call and there's times when I can't leave the house and there's times when I just can't deal with whatever it is and it becomes the impossible task and that was in woke sloth and that was fantastic it woke sloth's one of those sites that posts their pieces as however many minutes it takes to read so that was posted as a three minute read and it was called uh, you know what? What? Why do these people have shorter names for their threads? It was really, it was really good. I would recommend reading that thing in whole. Homophobic baseball player gets brilliantly trolled by the organist. Oh, that's fantastic! That's about uh, is it the Atlanta Braves? Um, played these sort of pro love and pro gay rights songs whenever this homophobic tweeting batsmen would get up to 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 bat and it, that's really funny the braves organist is my new hero that was pretty awesome uh there's some stuff about online shopping um amazon oh and the quote that i've used is the shanghai warehouse has just four employees their only job is to service the robots which process the online orders and that reminds me of a quote from 
can't remember where the quote comes from, but it's like in the factory of the future, there will be just two employees, a dog and a, and a human. The human will be there to feed the dog and the dog will be there to make sure the human doesn't touch the machines. I thought that was eerie, eerily reflective of, um, of that. I don't think it was meant to be a statement of fact. I mean, it's, it's a statement of what the world might be like. And it's like, well, the world might be like that. <laughs> And it's getting there. Um, the longest and deepest housing price slump, economists are predicting, is upon us. Shorten says Labor was would support a royal commission. How many fucking royal commissions can they hold? All right, a royal commission into power companies. Um, but the quote that I pulled out was, I do think it's long past time to have an examination of whether the privatisation of the electricity systems in Australia is a good idea. The, I mean, I think... I think uh, it's probably exposing my political beliefs to say it's not. It's not a good idea. You can't open things like that open to the um, the private sector and expect anything but misery and inequality, and I don't like either of those things. Uh, okay. There was a lovely Melbourne, Festus, Melbourne Writers' Festival roundup. Uh, there was a fantastic Courtney Barnett live show review of her show at Festival Hall, which I really wish I'd been to. Um, another article that Australia's political party's got $72 million in dark money donations. Oh, and something about a deadly pig disease that's spreading around the world. And the quote is, it's not if, it's when. The virus is not airborne. However, it is hardy. It can survive up to a thousand days in frozen meat and can persist for long periods in boar carcasses, ew, on clothing, boots and soil. Uh, okay, the far right threat to rational climate action. Uh, the world first trial on the effect of psychedelic microdosing is about to begin. That was in that was a BuzzFeed five minute read. Um, there's some interesting stuff going on in the background of our public life that is a continuation of Timothy Leary's LSD experiments. And um, there's a lot of people who are basically self medicating and posting the results on Reddit. And this article is about the, uh, uh, an, uh, well, official in whatever sense that means, um, at least an academically sponsored trial of psychedelic <coughs> microdosing. Okay. BuzzFeed posted 18 Tumblr posts for people who are slightly obsessed with language. I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm currently learning six languages using an application called Duolingo, which I, I do every night. I call it doing the languages and I'm learning uh, French, German, Italian, Dutch, Danish and Japanese and um, Hajime Maste, Hohedat, Enskilpel Trikevent, Du List, Du List, Nous Lisons des Livres. Yeah, anyway, I'm learning them. I'm enjoying them. They're great. And there was a Tumblr post that seemed to be specifically for people like me who are actually going, I could do this or I could learn a new language on Duolingo. <laughs> it was like I felt a bit owned by that in the classic um, P-W-N-E-E-D spelling of the sense owned. I met someone whose real name was Chiron. Well, I met him over the phone. And it was just like, that's such a good name. I had to look it up. 
And Chiron is the father of Zeus. He was a a centaur, and he was also uh, he's um, kind of like the origin of medicine for the Greek mythology stuff. Well worth looking up. Um, the beginning of uh, the current debacle that's going on in Victorian politics. Um, well, actually, they're having a total mudslinging fest. I mean, the red shirts thing with campaign staff being paid in a way that's not all right with the the use of campaign funds. Ah, I don't understand it. Um, but at any rate, the Labour people broke the rules and then the Liberal people, the Labour people discovered that the Liberal people had done this dodgy thing back when Matthew Guy was planning minister and he had tried to rezone this residential land in Phillip Island and blah, blah, blah. And then <laughs> Labour released all these documents to to basically explain that they were right to say that Matthew Guy had been doing the wrong thing with Phil Island and then it turned out that in publishing the documents the the Labour government had inadvertently breached the privacy of some individuals with their medical records and their bank details and like all of this stuff and you just go it's just such a shit fight and it just makes you realise that if we keep going with this sling, 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 sling there's never going to be anybody worth voting for. And I actually think the Andrews government are doing a really good job in Victoria at the moment. I can see evidence of their commitment to their promises everywhere. We don't have an east-west link. They're upgrading the Chandler Bridge, you know, Chandler Highway Bridge. They're fixing the level crossings. Yeah, it's taking a long time. But I actually think they at least have a vision for the future. And all I can see from the Matthew Guy Liberal government is the people who created the problems in Victoria and the housing slump thing is only going to underline that. So we'll see what happens when that goes to a state election. Anyway, um, Celeste Barber, who's the comedian who's been trolling Instagram celebrities by posting re reenactments of these sort of hypersexualized posts that are a little bit ridiculous, like the, I mean, you realise sort of, oh, wow, that girl's fucking gorgeous and she's got two pieces of pizza on her boobs and then Celeste Barber does it and it draws attention to how ridiculous the whole thing is and I think she's actually a cultural warrior and we we should all be so proud and so thankful that Celeste Barber is out there showing showing us the ridiculousness of this culture of consumption of people's glossy fake lives. Okay, uh, Sunrise breached the racial contempt rules. Rachel, the racial contempt rules with Indigenous children discussion. Remember this all white panel that Sunrise had about, um, uh, oh, that was so embarrassing. And then they had to cover up the protesters in the background with stock footage of the street. And it was just like, well, um, they've been, uh, uh, they actually got found to have breached the racial, racial contempt rules by the media watchdog, which is good. Okay. I did a choose cast. Somebody did this fantastic post about uh, evidence that Star Wars is improved by adding with nail and I quotes. And I love Star Wars and I love with nail and I. And the little um, uh, sort of hero shot for this is <laughs> Han Solo in half his Stormtrooper outfit and Chewie saying, we've gone on holiday by mistake. <laughs> Makes me want to watch With Nail and I again more than anything. 
Um, oh, I found some fantastic footage of uh, – it was done by this guy who does falconry and he's attached a camera to the back of an eagle and I posted it up on my Facebook because I've got a friend who makes drone aerial footage and it was just like, hey, look, look, it's a it's a, a pre-drone drone. What did I say? Um, uh, the double agent for the patriarchy is basically just a woman who perhaps – Okay. Now, that thing that's coming up just now, that is Jamila Jamil explaining why she thinks the Kardashians are double Asians for the patriarchy in the latest Ways to Change the World podcast on Channel 4 News. She is fantastic. And this this was a really, really great little video that I did really enjoy. It, um, it was a, an articulate woman articulating something that needs to be articulated, and um, I really enjoyed it. It also really struck home to me because on my way to work the other day, I was turning left into the street where I work and there was this huge tram covered with the Kardashians in Calvin Klein underwear. And I was just like, oh my God, go away, go away, go away. And my quote was, God, I wanted to throw this video at the damn tram ads of the KKK women selling, selling Calvins. Uh, okay. So a friend of mine po reposted this uh, status update. Uh, Cooley examines a nightmare hypercapitalist shit hell world falling apart from medieval levels of financial inequality and rampant political corruption. Well, I reckon I should interview some Nazis. Nobody knows what those guys think. That's a good use of my time. Obviously a reference to Sun Sky News after dark. Uh... Indigenous Literacy Foundation had Indigenous Literacy Day on September the 5th, believing that every child in Australia should have access to books and you can help to make that happen. Um, I don't think I actually did get off my bum and donate to that, but I did repost it in a hope that other people who know me might. Um, I discovered that my name has a Catholic saint. I never knew that. I always figured that my name really had its heritage drawback to um, Greek mythology and that was it, but apparently the Holy Martyr... Holy Martyr Hermione was the daughter of St. Philip the Deacon. Uh, uh, sure. it's, it's, a, it's really quite a kind of really nasty story. Classic martyr story. She's burned and slapped and Jesus. But she was a healer and I really like that. So St. Hermione, having mastered the healing arts, rendered help to many Christians and healed the sick by the power of Christ. There we go, St. Hermione. Oh, this is when the Bob Woodward story broke. Oh, broke. I can't speak English today. This is when the Bob Woodward... Woodward? This is when the Bob Woodward story broke. I've posted it on the 5th of September as car crash politics. I stole it off his desk, Cohn told an associate. I wouldn't let him see it. He's never going to see that document. Got to protect the country. And uh, as we all know, that has actually gone... That's gone kind of ballistic. Hiroshima, no, no disrespect to Hiroshima. Like it's, it's it's an atomic bomb under the White House stability. I really would like to go to the Hiroshima Museum. <coughs> she says desperately, trying to cover up using Hiroshima as a metaphor for the White House. But yes, uh, moving on. Uh, apparently, if you work at the ABC, you can hand these stupid cards out with this guy called Larry. We thank you for being a straight talker. Abby, ABC staff bemused by utopia-like Larry cards. There's a great article that I posted on the 5th of September, which was about 
the uh okay it's hard to overestimate how meaningful the fan diva relationship is for gay men what is so perplexing is why this pseudo religious devotion has always been laced with spite that was a fantastic article there was a great uh photo collection of classic pelican book covers um in pictures on the guardian and also why middle-aged women are invisible on book covers even when they are the subject of the book Earnings are up, but your pay packet isn't. Here's where the money goes instead. <coughs> as high as 75% of profits go back to shareholders. Investors have had a dream run this reporting season. My comment, the trickle-up effect, great. Uh, Self-care is not selfish. Our aim is for everybody to be aware that looking after yourself is important. That was actually about women in my particular age group not managing to secure any time to look after themselves. Banking Royal Commission embarrassing for inadequate bank regulator, regulator APRA from abc.net.au. And it is actually the first time I really understood the expression toothless tiger. Someone was talking about APRA and how it was APRA's role to regulate, I think it was about foreign ownership of real estate. And they're saying, well, you know, they can they can say they don't like it and they're the ones who are policing it, but they don't really do anything. And I was like, oh, okay, so that's what you mean by a toothless tiger. It's like it's supposed to be your job to stop people coming through the gates, but all you do is stand there and go, halt, doesn't do anything. A lovely quote from the artistic director of the Melbourne Writers' Festival, the world is a really, really tough place and to find and create a space where we can be kind to each other is a big driver of mine from the interview with Marie Cardi, Artistic Director of the Writers' Festival at killyourdarlings.com.au, which is a fantastic magazine. Um, more Celeste Barber. Uh, oh, wow, yeah, okay, so um, Jacinta Ardern managed to, before she had even gone, there was controversy floating around about how she needs, she's just had a baby, right, <coughs> and someone was complaining that in order to get to this this meeting of Pacific Island nation leaders about climate change, she was going to have to, because she's breastfeeding at the moment, she was going to have to take this expensive flight and what a waste of taxpayers' money. And it's like, oh, my God, when I saw this post and um, saw that Jacinta Ardern had been there to sign that, tre that plan or treaty or agreement or whatever <coughs> and go, I'm sorry, but that's worth it. That's really worth it. And um, the fallout from that meeting has been Australia's attempts to minimise the impact of climate change on Pacific Island nations like the ones that are being affected by that treating. Anyway, uh, on the 6th of September, there are more unmarried women alive today than at any point in history and we're a powerful demographic. Fuck yeah, we are. Um, teeth as a class issue. Why isn't a trip to the dentist covered by Medicare on ABC? Oh my God, that's right. John Everett Millet's painting Ophelia is coming to Australia and I know that it's a bit of a cliche and I know that there's lots of reasons why you go, oh, it's just this flowery kind of art, but I absolutely love these paintings and I'm so, so thrilled to think that this painting is going to be in Australia and I have a weird feeling I've actually seen it before <coughs> because I think that it's in the Tate, right? It's in the Tate and I've been to the Tate and gone, oh my God, it's... It's Millet's Ophelia. But um, the fact that it's coming to Australia is very exciting and I published, I put it up on my Facebook and I got a lot of um, responses from friends of mine who were very excited. Okay. 
Trump aide, White House resistant, explored removing the president from the office. More fallout of that. The World Surf League made a move to introduce equal prize money for the men's and women's tours. Now, that might, might not sound like a really important issue, but that's actually huge, that one. Um, men and women's surfing is one of those sports where um, the inequality between the prize money is really, really visible. No different from golf or tennis or whatever, but the fact that tenor, that surfing has promised pay equity for women is really fucking awesome, so good on them. Oh, that guy who used to run Border Force is making trouble for Pete Dutton over the au pair thing. There was a really, really fucking embarrassing and horrible, which a horrible story about this lady who was on the, the public public transport in the UK and she's pregnant. Well, no, sorry, she's not pregnant. She's had her baby. She's breastfeeding this baby and she wants to sit down and nobody offers her a seat. And then this lady offered her a seat. She got up and another woman went and sat in the seat. And the quote I've got is, this lovely lady said, oh, excuse me, I actually gave up seat my seat so this lady with a baby could sit down. And the sitting lady shrugged, plugged her earphones in and closed her eyes. And I tell you what, I have had really, really vivid, vivid imaginings of going and kicking that woman's feet out, dragging her off that seat and letting that pregnant woman sit down because that's really bullshit. Okay. Beekeeper's swift gift to the Goldfields town can solves growers' crisis. I forget which town that was about, but that was really sweet. It was a lovely article in Double J about Dave Grohl by Dave Grohl's mum, and she's actually gone and interviewed the uh, the mothers of other rock stars. And I don't know if it was for a book or for an article, but it sounded really cool. Her mum, so Virginia Grohl, who was a teacher, and that was really lovely. Uh, there's a really cool picture of a student design that was involved in the Melbourne Fashion Festival. There was an article that I posted about um, the bullying culture in political life. It rained and Burt Reynolds passed away. That's really sad. I remember him from Cannonball Run. You know, that's what I think of when I think of Burt Reynolds. And also being the like the centerfold for ladies Cleo Cosmopolitan, who was it who did the nude center vaults for ladies? Anyway, there's another article about Jermaine Greer, the On Rape book. A fantastic essay in pictures by Neil Gaiman and Chris Riddle on why we need libraries, um, which was in The Guardian today. And an article about Jermaine de Staal, Women of Letters and Influence. Lots of stuff about trans women and trans identity, which um, I feel like this is going really, really long and I, I probably should cut this out, but that's a shame. Oh, hang on. No, let me go back. Let me go back. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to go through it. Okay. I'm not that far off it. Uh, a fantastic article by a Muslim woman about, I lost my mum to domestic violence, but I won't let fear or racist keep me silent. That was excellent. She's also a, an artist who had a work in the Archibald Prize. Um, the uh, Real Estate Institute of Australia has said, if you can't pay your rent, why don't you just get two jobs? Why don't you move to Perth? Why don't you move to Adelaide? You know what? Oh, my God. Really? That is so helpful. Um, there's a really great article in The Guardian about Labor saying that women must head economic agencies if tax inequality is to change. A nice article in ABC Life about what changes when you have kids. That was really good. 
fantastic thing in BuzzFeed about a charity shop that changed all of the pictures in their picture frames for sale to pictures of Jeff Goldblum, which I really loved. An Australian film, The Nightingale, the favourite to win at the Venice Film Festival, starring that girl who was amazing in the fall. Mothers and Basic Income, which is an article that I stumbled across because I actually looked up the <coughs> more things that were written by the lady who wrote a piece saying that she thought that third wave feminists were coming down too hard on German Greer, blah, 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 blah. And she wrote this amazing article about mothers and basic income. And I, I felt her position resonated with me really strongly and I really, really liked that article. Uh, short hair is the future. Trans rights should not come at the right of women at the cost of women's fragile gains. And Play School has announced three new presenters. One is a lady with dwarfism who was on Australian Story, and one is that stunning young man who was in Clever Man. So I think that's a pretty good reason to watch Play School. And on that note, oh, my God, I post way too much to my Facebook. But thank you for joining me. This has been the Friday Facebook Review. I don't know what you thought of this one, but maybe I'll do this again. Thank you for listening.